Blog Talk Radio. It's time for your NCAA and NFL Pick'em Show with Tim and Tom. Be sure to join the guys as they discuss why they're taking their spread picks and their over and unders. Don't miss it as they can help you win a lot of money. Also listen in for random hockey and NBA picks as well. You're not going to want to miss this on the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. And it's brought to you by wowfreecam.com and the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Now, to pick your winners and win you some money, here's Tim and TR. Take it away. It's Nate here with you. We're going to do some NFL picks today. we got a special guest picker coming in. But first, my co-host, the man from way up yonder, and I ain't talking about near the Chattahoochee. I'm talking about up near the Yukon Territory. That's right. Oh, Canada indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Mr. Tim Dombrova. Take off your hats, people. Show a little respect. How's how's my uh, audio coming through from the Great White North, Nate? Sounds great, man. Sounds great. But, Beautiful. Uh, we've, got a, we've, we've got a special guest joining us today to do our NFL playoff picks. And uh, he is a former Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion. He is one of the all-time greats, a legend in the podcasting world. He is the one. Bobby Blaze, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard to the man, Bobby Blaze. Welcome back. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Hello, Nate. Hello, Tim. Glad to have you back, Bobby. Yeah, I didn't know how long, uh, I didn't know if that was Elvis or Ric Flair coming out, man. I, I feel pretty good that I heard that I won't back down, man. I'm like, okay, it's my cue. <laughs> I uh, hope you guys are doing okay, man. Good hearing from you again. It's always a pleasure doing? to be on Five Men Can't Jump, so thank you for having me back. Always a pleasure to have Bobby Blaze on board. And uh, we're going to do some NFL picks today. There's only four games this weekend because uh, we're down to the last eight NFL teams. And then after that, we're going to talk a little pro wrestling with Bobby, and that was really why I wanted him on here. His NFL Bobby. picks are great, and Bobby coming on is, is always fun, but Man, I've never really got to sit down and talk wrestling with Bobby Blaze, so this is kind of a something I wanted to do today. Cool. I thought I'm I thought this was going to be where we talked about the new Bobby Blaze Variety Hour television special. <laughs> I'd pay good money for that. That'd be great. I'm up for it. But you know what I thought? I was driving down the street the other day, and a random thought hit me. Uh, it seems like one evening you asked me um, about fuck, Mary kill, I think. And oh, yeah. Do, uh, do one of those for you guys. I mean, it just came a random thought come out of my head. Cause I, was, I think I was doing a um, 
uh, thinking in my head about what we'd be doing for our end of the year show with the Bell to Bell and some of my, you know, some, some good moments. And we had one of those um, Fuck, Mary, Kill things on this. But then you all did ask me, and then I made one of you all's list when you did a Smoky Mountain one, I think, too. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> But um, it just randomly came to my head, and I started laughing. I said, yeah, I think it was on the Wild Men Can't Jump show. So I thought you might throw that at me one day. And uh, put that in the back burner. We could have some fun with that on a, a round table, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. You all just caught me off guard with it. I, I, I loved it. So. Well, we have, in full disclosure, we have to go. We, we've been uh, – we got some, some uh, heat for that. Uh, people oh. didn't like the people didn't like the uh, so we have to PC it up a bit now instead of yeah. like fuck Mary kill it's you know uh, have uh, consensual sex instead of fuck because of course you're not allowed to do that anymore and we, we still got the gist of it down we just have to change the, the tags a little bit but I got one for yeah. you one of these days one of these days we'll have to go with that because I do have on the back burner a several very vicious Bobby Blaze related topics for that. <laughs> oh man! Something to do with mimes, I understand. Oh geez, <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> mimes. Oh, uh, that was one of the all-time great rants. Is Bobby Blaze on mimes? I, that was that was fantastic. That was just good spectacular stuff. Good family entertainment. I don't care what you say, but uh, it is. Uh, it is the the NFL playoff weekend games tomorrow, two of them, and then on Sunday we've got two games. And Tim is here with us. He is our line expert in terms of what we pick. Um, last weekend, Tr, Tim, and myself, uh, one and three, every single one of us. So, not the best wild card weekend. We sucked. Yeah, well, you have those weekends sometimes. I bet you make it up this weekend. I really do. Well, we're about I, to find out. I know two I missed for sure, so I don't think I would have done much better um, had I been on last week. So, yeah. I, I yeah, missed, one. Uh, well, one of them I didn't miss. I just was, was hoping it was a wishful thing, a wishful thought, so I, I knew he was going to win the game. But the other one, I thought, oh, that might be a good game, and it was. And um, we'll talk about one of those teams today, I'm sure. So I, I probably wouldn't even went. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even went one for three. I'd have went over four for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't. It won't be as bad as our foray into the college zone like last time, Bobby, where you and I had to. Uh, well, go to college football. Uh, re- we had to go to rehab, you, uh-oh. you and I, because we were that bad. We got killed, man. <laughs> it, it was not. It was. It was not good. It was not good. When I when I saw it, what on that following Monday or Tuesday, and I looked and I was like, oh jeez, man. I hope no one took any of my any any advice that I had on any team I had. <laughs> it was it was bad, but. On that note, let's uh, let's move over to the games here quick and get that out of the way so we can get to the good stuff, yep. the wrestling talk. Uh, Saturday, we've got the Colts uh, on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs, and the line presently sits at five and a half points to Kansas City. Hmm. 
So who wants to lead this thing off? Well, it's your show. You can or, or I will as a guest. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and pick first, uh, and then we'll go to Bobby and then Tim. You can you can go last here. We'll kind of let Bobby yep. be the, the middleman. All right. Um, Colts last week really hurt me. Didn't think they'd show up against Houston like they did, and they utterly just – that defense dominated. Andrew Luck looked great. Marlon Mack had a great day running the ball. It ends this week, though. Kansas City's offense is too much. The Colts' defense won't be able to slow down Mahomes. Um, five and a half, I'll take the Chiefs. But, um, you know, look for the Colts to keep it close for a while. Because um, this one will be closer than I think people are going to give credit for. The Colts are hitting their stride at the right time. Just unfortunately, they've got to run into probably the best team in the league in terms of offense. Bobby. Okay, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Uh, I think the Colts are coming on at a good, a good time, like you said. Uh, Luck was looking good, but I watched the Chiefs last week, and I don't think um, they'll have, the way they handled the, uh, the Ravens, uh, the Chiefs' defense, just it, it's really they're, they're playing at peak right now where you need to be at, and um, – the five and a half, I'll go to Chiefs in a five and a half easy on that game. I think it'll be close for a little bit. It could be a really good game, but I do think uh, the Chiefs cover the spread, and um, I, I think Chiefs go, especially being at home, especially with that defense. Can't argue with that. Uh, I'm I'm there with the Chiefs, too, despite that politically correct or incorrect name they have there. Got to change that, boys. Uh, Andrew Luck. Good, Patrick Mahomes, great. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs. And it's interesting. We all three take the Chiefs. That means they're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere the there. That, that, that's what happens. Uh, all right, yeah. moving to the late, moving to the late game. This is an interesting game. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams. Uh, the Rams land seven points right now. You know, the Cowboys uh, last week, Tim, your boys uh, down in Dallas, they really beat a very good football team. I was very surprised. I didn't they were, pick them. I didn't either, which is why we doomed them, but, or why we doomed Seattle. But, um, you know, they beat a good football team. They were at home. They play better at home. They have all year. Uh, Amari Cooper, that was a great trade to get him. Ezekiel Elliott's a monster. Dak Prescott looked better, but I'm not sold on Dak Prescott as of yet. He's really going to have to do something special to prove to me that he is a top-tier quarterback in the league. Um, He's good, don't get me wrong, but in order to take that next step, he's going to have to win. If he wins this game, he'll prove it to me. I'm just not sold. And the L.A. Rams, they've been great all year, great defense. Uh, Jared Goff has been good. They've, you know, the wide receiver – core they have is pretty special in terms of uh you know they've got Robert Woods out there running they they've just got so many good receivers like everybody's a good receiver um and one guy they talked really probably the best running back in the league in terms of just run the ball one of the best running backs they've got so we'll see what happens here I'm going to go with the Rams with the giving up the seven points they're at home 
and they're more of a home team than the Chargers are in L.A. If you notice, more people in L.A. are taking to the Rams than the Chargers. Uh, So I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Rams uh, to win this one at home. Dallas, um, just not enough, not enough weapons. So I'm going with the Rams. Okay, is that my turn? Yes, sir. Yes, I think the Cowboys um, beat Seattle last week. That was was a good win. Um, I think they, you know, were, you know, obviously playoff ready. Um, like you said, they beat a good team, but I think um, I, I, I like the Rams early on this year for whatever reason. I just thought they was going to have a good year, and they, they've proved that. I think being on the road would be tough on Dallas because Dallas always, you know, they, they do play good at home. But uh, like you said, I kind of buzzed in there at the end saying the, the L.A. fans have taken to the Rams and want to have the Chargers. And I kind of like that, that old feeling, you know, the Rams going back there. So, overall, I'm going to say that um, – I, I think that defensively and offensively, um, as good as they played last week, I think the Cowboys are a little bit weaker than the Rams are on that. And so I'll take the uh, – I'll give them the seven points, and I'll still take the Rams. Well, I'm going to buck the system here a tad bit. Um, the Cowboys will not win the game, but they will cover. We got some intriguing matchups in this game uh, at the quarterback position, at running back, and then defense against defense. This should be probably, in my opinion, anyway, this will probably be the best game of the of the weekend. Uh, but like I said, I think the Cowboys uh, they might get lucky and pull it off, but I would say they probably end up losing by the four points or the field goal or whatever, and they'll lose. But they will cover, so I'm going to take the Cowboys. Okay. Hmm. Well, I smell I, Homer pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I didn't take them. We just I didn't Homer them last week, and they slapped me right in the face. So I, <laughs> I learned my lesson, and like a good man, I, I pick my stick with your team. So I will. Uh, Sunday, we have those just mentioned San Diego slash LA Chargers. They have the dauntless task of going to New England to pay the Patriots. Uh, The line is surprisingly only New England by four points. Nate Bush. (laughs) This has been a – this is the toughest one to pick of all the games this weekend, in my opinion. Um, Mainly because I'm looking at this game, and it's in New England, so that's automatically – this makes you want to pick the Patriots. But if we're getting, if we're going to be brutally honest here, the Patriots this season haven't been that impressive. And it's hard, again, it's hard to pick against Belichick and Brady in the playoffs. It's hard for me to to pick against them. It really is. But man, you're not going to see a team handle another team like the Chargers did the Ravens last week in terms of defense. That was a very, very tough game to win. Because Baltimore is so good defensively, and the Chargers were able to slow down Lamar Jackson. They were able to kind of bottle up that run game that Baltimore likes to do. And honestly, I don't think New England's going to get it done this year. I'm not impressed. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm taking the Chargers with the points this weekend to pull off the upset in New England. I really like the Chargers this week. Uh, okay, I said Chiefs earlier when I was talking about defense. Uh, watching against the Ravens last week, so I didn't mean that. I'll, to go into this game, I think this is one of the tougher picks. Um, I do think that um, you're, you're quite right. The Patriots haven't been the Patriots of the past that we've seen. The one thing, the two things that are helping the Patriots, I think, uh, the bye week definitely helps, especially where Brady, everyone talks about his age, and Gronk being beat up a little bit. Um, this this I'm going to say this may be the best game of the weekend. Um, contrary to what Tim, I think he picked the last one, was the Cowboys-Rams one. I think this may be the game to watch. Um, you know what? As hard as it is to, to pick the Patriots at home, uh, I'm going to take the uh, Chargers in the points, man. I'm with you on that because I think it's going to be a very, very close game. And, um, that That's, uh, that's going to be my pick. Especially after seeing him play last weekend. Fair enough. Um, we got two two outcomes of this weekend. Either this is finally the week where the Patriots' uh, great dynasty comes to a screeching halt, and we're finally done with all that Patriot nonsense. Or, as what normally happens, somehow Tom Brady pulls eight rabbits out of his ass. <laughs> and the and the Patriots win. Now, when I took a quick look, who do you think had more passing yards this year, Philip Rivers or Tom Brady? I would normally say Rivers, but then again, Brady does play the Bills twice, the Dolphins twice. Yeah, because, and and because I brought and because I brought it up. Actually, it's it's Tom Brady. Uh, they've got a better rusher. They've got a better receiver. Julius Edelman is is the man. Love him. Um, I hate, I, I hate the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. I remember the beginning of the year. What did I say about the Patriots? Net? They fucked Tom Brady in his ass. That's what I said. I you can't did. stand them. Yeah, I've, I've done with their bullshit. And yet, somehow, I just I have to pick them until they lose. So I'll be taking the Patriots. I'll argue that, I'll argue that the Chargers have the better rusher. Melvin Gordon is legit. You can you can argue that. I'm just the Patriots are still the Patriots um, until they blow one at home. I have to keep picking them. So and that could happen. That could happen on Sunday. I'm, don't get me wrong, but and I'll be honest, it does. If the line was two, I would probably take the Patriots, but it's four. That's, that's, yeah. that's the other thing is is what's the weather going to be like there? Is it going to be gross and nasty there? That might play a part in the game. I don't well, know what the forecast is, but you know, I thought about that. I did. I thought about that, but then look at Baltimore this past weekend. The Chargers. We had there was swirling winds in Baltimore, twenty to thirty miles an hour, and Philip Rivers and and all those guys. Justin Tucker missed a kick for God's sake. You know how often that doesn't happen, and the Chargers True, just took care of business. What I'm thinking more is the like if there's snow, let's say, the Patriots go into that four-yard pass bullshit that they do. And other teams don't always, especially when you've got a big chucker back there like Phillip Rivers, he's he's not the, you know, three-yard gain kind of guy. 
they want to sling it down the field. So that, that sometimes can really change a game plan. But like I said, I don't, I can't find what the weather's supposed to be in New England. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's going to be cold. Miserable. It's going to be cold. It's miserable. 29 degrees so, Fahrenheit. 29 degrees Fahrenheit. Who, uh, who do and we have no, pre- for the... no precipitation. Zero percent right. chance of any okay, kind of precipitation. So, so then we got frozen footballs. Um, who's the kicker for the Chargers by chance? Oh, Jesus. You asked me way too quick there. Uh, um, I, I want to say too, Nick but... Novak, but let me let me let me find that real quick. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Nick Rose. One, one thing you said, Tim. This I think also um, defines who the Patriots are because uh, we could find out right now in this game. This could be the um, if they lose, this could be the end of the uh, the run they've had, so to say. Things are going to be changed up a little bit next year. Um, it's just I, I a matter of so. time if it's this game or the ne- you know the next one. Um, we're just going to see what's going to be happening. You know, I just wanted to throw it in. You had a good point earlier about that. Well, we're all ahead, Nate, we're, find out. we're all getting old, and but we both, or at least Bobby and I, are both old. We we both know that um, when you win, those bumps and bruises are a little bit easier to take in regard to whatever it is you're doing. But as you get yeah. older, it's not so much fun. And then when you lose which Tom Brady is not used to doing either, by the way. Um, he may say, you know what, fuck this noise. I, I don't want to do this. I got the shit kicked yeah. out of me, and then we lost. I'm just going to go snuggle my supermodel, and I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, so the who, field goal kicker for the Chargers is Michael Bagley. But this is interesting. I didn't even know this was a thing. I really didn't. Um, the Chargers, th- just this week alone – signed Nick Rose, a kicker, who they're going to have handling all the kickoff duties for the game against the yeah. Patriots. Apparently, from what I'm seeing, this guy apparently is it knows how to kick in the cold. Yeah, because we so don't want no Chicago out. Bears bullshit happening to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. It is interesting. Huh. All right. Well, anyway, I'm taking the Patriots, so we're, we're, we didn't doom anybody there. Um, then we're to the last game, which I think this one, in all honesty, is the easiest game of the week. We have the Eagles, defending champion Eagles at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans has uh, got eight points at this moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Man. You know, this Eagles team, man, something about them. They just refuse to lose. And here, you know, they get lucky against the Bears. They're probably the team nobody wants to play right now, but the Saints are going to get them. In New Orleans, tough place to play. The Eagles went there earlier in the year and just got waylaid. But this is a different Eagles team. Eight-point spread. I'm going to go back in in time a little bit here. When When the Saints won their Super Bowl, and I brought this up before, they beat, or they were thirteen and three, got the first round by and home field advantage in the in the NFC. So they got every game at home until the Super Bowl. They lost to the Panthers, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys in the regular season. This year, the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC. They are thirteen and three, and their three losses were to the Panthers, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys as they're coming in. In the first round, 
of the playoffs. The Saints beat the Cardinals. In the first round of the playoffs this year, they get another team of flying eagles, of birds, the eagles. And they will take care of business at home. History will repeat itself, and the Saints will will end the run of Nick Foles and the Eagles this weekend. That's that's pretty good. A lot of coincidences there. Um, I didn't go out it far into it. Um, I think eight points. I think they got. I think the score was thirty-eight to seven earlier. If I when I checked my stats from when the Saints won earlier. Yeah, I believe um, so. Yep, yeah, just something about the. Um, I think overall, I, I actually, Bobby, it, was, are, it was forty-eight to seven. Forty, okay, forty-eight to seven. Okay, it was that's forty-eight. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for correcting me there. Uh, but I think that the um, the Saints are marching home at home. Um, eight points to me is a lot, but um, I think the um, I just think it's their their year. I really do. I had them early on. I liked them early on. And I think, unfortunately, for the Eagles. Uh, this is going to be the weekend. They um, their runs over. You know they they kind of had a little bit of tough going on. Uh, it's hard when you go back and look at stats of uh, Super Bowl back to back to back to back winners and things. So I think that's kind of a curse, really, more than anything to to get back to Super Bowl the following year. Only a few teams have done it, let alone come back and win it. So uh, I'm just going to go and play my odds without the eight points and say, you know what, the Saints are far the better team. They're playing at home. They're kind of marching home with the win. Right. Uh, well, and now you can, if you listen closely, you can hear the roar of Pennsylvanians and Philadelphians in particular. As I, too, pick the Saints. And Tom Robinson <laughs> is fist pumping right now, ridiculous amounts. Um, <laughs> I think the Eagles, let's be honest, it's a beautiful story, and it's nice to talk about. But they <laughs> dodged a serious bullet last week. Yeah. That that was, I mean, how much more luck can you get than two bars on one kick? I mean, really, let's, come on. Uh, the Eagles don't suck, but don't get me wrong. They got a good team. But the Saints are in another universe compared to the Eagles. And then down in New Orleans in that damn dome, uh, it's like they've got another man on the field just about some day, some days. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that we see the the feel good story comes to an end, and the Eagles they get they get raped. That's what I say. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> yeah, they get they get raped. They get held down and forced and forcibly give up the goods to the Saints. Um, yeah, I just can't see it ending any other way. Well, I look at it like this. How lucky can one team continuously get? Look, they had to get lucky to get in the playoffs. They had to have the Vikings lose on the last weekend. Then in order, then they go to Chicago. They have to have Cody Parkey miss a field goal. And it goes off a crossbar and off the upright. So yeah. just exactly how many, how much luck does this one team have? And it's got to run out eventually, and I think it runs out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So there's some serious NFL. You know, if you if you're a betting man, don't listen to anything you just heard. <laughs> just ignore it. No, no argument here. 
Yeah, go to that. What is that movie? The, the Men in Men in Black movie where they pull out the little device and wipe your memory clear. Just <laughs> have yeah. that happen to you, so you so you don't so put they, any money. You know, in any that could place. be what's wrong with Tom Robinson. You know, we never thought about that. He may have one of those pins, and he hits it every night when he thinks he's writing a letter. He just hits that and erases his memory. <laughs> well, I've never met a guy who who can remember nothing. But the longer you talk to him, the better the stories get. <laughs> it's true. It's it's a fact, yeah. Love me some TR. Yeah. Oh, we all do. Shout out TR. Can't wait to talk to you again soon, man. Okay, so uh, before we go to the wrestling stuff quick, I wanted to ask uh, Bobby, uh, I, I ran a little search on your uh, surname, Bobby. Last night. Yeah. Um, is your family? Uh, uh, are they originally from England? I assume. Yes, sir. All right. Fair enough. Uh, are they? Are, are any of your uh, immediate relatives any of these famous Smedleys that I see on this list? Well, uh, there was a few that I see that were in the government and a, and a couple of writers. And then you have a if if there any of those are your relatives, you have a very interesting family tree, sir. No, I appreciate you informing me about that. My brother and I have been recently talking about that, and we've actually contacted some people. Um, we went to a Smedley um, last name reunion. Uh, they do it every year, um, or excuse me, every two years. And off of that side of the family, after my father's side, the closest cousin to me that was at that reunion would have been an eighth cousin. Um, and so I am not aware of uh, – I do know we came from England. I, I had a class that we'd done that at university, and then just some research I've done. Just a little bit that I know, um, I'm not, so I won't make that same fame. But I do know, um, you know, there's – that we really came from England, and, and uh, we're well, both my brother and I, are going to, one of us is going to do Ancestry, and the other one is going to do the 23 of me. Uh, for that, I know I have nothing to do with your surname, but we are going to Ancestry does, of course. So we've been kind of curious about a few things. Uh, and we had a sit-down last Sunday, actually. We talked about this after that um, uh, Bears and, and uh, uh, Philly game. So uh, thanks for filling me in on what you did, but I don't know of any of them personally that were involved in, you know, government or writers that, I, that would be in my family experience. Because what I'm what I'm angling for here is I want to be able to call you Sir Bobby Blaze. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, well, you can get me knighted. Yeah. Um, well, there is like when you go back and look here, there is a couple of like now I don't know how directly they are related to you, of course, but there are some there were some some fairly high ranking Smedleys here, and if you go back a little ways, it's it's actually quite interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, the the most information I found when when I was taking that college course that I that didn't surprise me was uh the Smedleys that I think I came from was they were um, big on drinking beer so <laughs> surprise, <laughs> I don't know surprise. 
I don't know if that helps my cause at all, but there you go. I, 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 I doubt that I, we was a part of that clan. Hold on. I have to sit down with that revelation. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm in shock here. Worst yeah. comes to worst, Bobby, you can just blame it on genetics. So. <laughs> like I didn't, no. I didn't even know that the the guy who started the YM or start founded Toastmasters is a Smedley. Oh, really? Ralph C. Uh, Smedley, okay. you know, YMCA director and founder of Toastmasters International. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. Even if he's like, I a, will, you know, you know, your cousin fourteen times removed or whatever. Well, just uh, just yeah. pop your surname into uh, Wikipedia. And you get all. Yeah, I there's, will. Like, uh, there's a list there that you can My brother and I have been getting into this lately, so I, I do appreciate that. No, um, I'm just good timing. You're, you're touching on something that my brother and I have been talking about for probably the last two to three weeks, legitimately, for our um, two of our youngest children, um, because of the um, just genetic wise, they have the darker hair and the uh, darker eyes, and we're looking at somewhere. In our family line, there's some Native American. But I also found out that may, I just found this out last Sunday morning when I met someone else concerning this. Uh, it may be some French, but but I was surprised. But yet a Smedley was England, and um, and I will check into this, and I appreciate you smarting me up for that. If you can get now, united, that's great. Well, this is what's going to happen. You're going to hear next week on Why Men Can't Jump. You're going to hear, hello, this is your queen, Robbie. I knight thee, <laughs> Sir Bobby Jesus. of the Barley. I named thee Sir Knight of the Barley. If anybody didn't see that coming. <laughs> well, I, I think it would be pretty cool if you could demand that all the local citizenry call you Sir Bobby. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I would well, just, I would, I, like I would that. wear that right out if it was me. Yeah. That's what they call <laughs> anyway. him at the. That's what they call him at the swingers bar, Sir Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I definitely right. made, you know that thing died off. By the way, I haven't heard anything about it. So, and that's I don't a shame. I really do not know what became of that place. It went underground yeah. a little further, probably. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a shame. That was just good, old-fashioned family entertainment there. You know, nice swingers club. Nobody bothering anybody. Just the occasional weird guy you running, know, running in there. All of that stuff. I mean, that's, in all honesty, as long as it's there's nobody's breaking any laws and it's not hurting anyone, who cares? That's what they want to well, do. That's with. The they you know, whatever. That had been, the police had never pulled anyone over from there. There had never been any complaints. And I think what some of the local government got pissed off about was when the guy said, we have people coming in from Ohio and West Virginia. And um, I, I think that uh, someone just got pissed off and said, well, we just don't want this in our town. And they said, fine. And I think they probably went over to Ohio or West Virginia and rented a place over there. Or it was that somebody was offended that they didn't get invited. Yeah. What? There's a swingers club in this town and nobody called me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably, uh... Well, that was my fucking beat. That was my beat. What the fuck? (laughs) Give them my number. (laughs) 
Well, if you well, go out to uh, man, he took me. He took me out. You know, first of all, he was in a very conservative area, looking for the 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 place he interviewed me at. The parking lot was right between two churches, a supermarket, and a grade school in a very conservative area. And he was looking for the. He had already gotten several of the conservative views, and he was waiting to find that one liberal view. And here I am getting ready to go play my damn lottery tickets like I do every day. And he thought to himself, look at this long-haired guy. I bet he has a different opinion. And I laid it on to that. No, see, <laughs> how much better would – I wasn't pissed off. He asked me. I was pissed off that it was going on right under my nose, and I never even got a whiff of all the pussy I could have been getting. <laughs> 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 and see how much better that would have been. How much better that would have been if you would have been Sir Bobby when that went on, and you could have. Laid I maintain. Some, some I maintain that Randy Owey was in on it. He was invited all the time and when he just didn't. He just had to report the news. <laughs> I got to make sure yeah. I don't get caught up in this the, in this swingers ring, so I'll pretend to be outraged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I had a ma- I had a mask on, so nobody knew who I was. <laughs> uh, Jeez, no, well, Brandy only went through that weight loss there, did that thing, and lost all that weight there at one time. So I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he's he, a weird looking dude, man. Like no offense he, if you're listening, Bob Randy. Fucking bobbling across the fucking parking lot carrying a camera, and I immediately knew. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, what's this fucking guy want? Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy want. <laughs> now now you exactly. He said, Hi, I'm Randy O. Yes, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> now you've given yeah. me a picture of this guy um naked now at a swingers party and I'm thinking now I know why they call it swingers. Yeah, and you don't want to be invited to that club. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, any any club that would have him as a member, I don't want to be a part of, yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Put it this way, you probably don't want to be a member of a club. I'm a club and a member of. Oh, I don't know, Bobby. I think you and I might be lost souls, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in any member of any clubs that I'm aware of. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm not blazing a fast trail to heaven if there is one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Is that channel? Is that channel three or is that channel thirteen that he works for? Well, you know, he no, he got released from channel three due to that DUI. Oh yeah, thirteen. DUI. Oh boy. Yeah. Randy, remember, Randy Owens for years was on WSAZ. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? DUIs. I think it was two. I could be wrong. Uh, I know it's one for sure, but I think he caught two, and he went to. Um, he went to 13 yeah, yeah, here it is. yeah, he did. He did. He got a DUI in 2012. Yeah. That, okay. Is that sort of like a rite of passage if you live in the South? Well, he was drunk leaving the swingers club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, isn't that like when you turn 16, you know, you're... You know, you're a man now, so you go get a DUI, isn't that? Hold on, Tim. I'm, I, Tim, I'm going to send you a link of this guy. Okay, I want you to take a look at this guy. You need I haven't to see this guy. This guy looks like. Hey, you got to see this. Also, um, send him the link to the two uh, WSAZ anchor girls uh, fighting over <laughs> over the. Uh, did you know what I'm talking about? The WSAZ yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting over the guy. 
Man, yeah, they were hot, to too. Yeah, that, that's the area we live in, Tim. No, no, that is one sexy, attractive-looking uh, hairline there, Andy. <laughs> yeah. You could, like, signal ships from the shore with that thing. In a candle. Uh, I'm not going to talk crap about anybody's hairline. Oh, me? No, this is why I can. I'm 51 years old, and my hair is going away, and I can damn well bitch about anybody I want. That's... That's part of being older. It's one of the rights you get. Get off my lawn. Get the hell off my yard. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. You know what I thought of? Is, is, am I wrong here? As soon as I saw him, my first thought was uh, Kevin Dunn. I don't know why, but that's what popped into my head. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Kevin Dunn from WWE. Oh, oh man. If he, he just needs the teeth. Yeah, take the glasses off him and give him a little bit more Bucky Beaver shit going there, and you got him. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Oh, God, that's too much. All right, really let's is. To, let's get to some, let's get to, to some wrestling talk here. So yeah, that's a good segue to the wrestling, see? It is. For, pe- for people who probably have been going, okay, what the fuck? Where's the, you know, we're only here to hear Bobby and wrestling, and you assholes are going on about swingers clubs and. If you live in this area, well, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to bring it up because it was on a wrestling podcast that I heard it. I want to hear your guys' remarks, seeing as you both live in that area. A certain podcast, which will go unnamed, but is uh, the star of it is we're all big a fan of. Um, they kind of went at West Virginia and the South in the last episode. And uh, I was kind of wondering if you, I don't know if you heard it or not, but. Um, I don't really want to say the name on the air. Just, you know who I'm talking about, Nate? I think so. Um, they kind of they went at one the the co-host went at West Virginia pretty hard, and the South in general. Well, was being a slumhole of scumminess, and it was no surprise that uh, drug use and all that would be prevalent down there. Well, I'm not gonna lie, he's not he's not wrong. <laughs> no, but uh, let's. Let's consider where that individual is from, and oh yeah, that's a real crime-free, drug-free area of the world. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, we've got. Let's just be that guy here. It's we, there's issues everywhere. Um, more so here because of a lot of differing factors that that we could get into, but uh, you know. People take knock at West Virginia and in this area. What I'm trying to get fine. at is uh, you can't paint any area with a big wide brush like that. No, you can't. You can't. That's that's and, all I'm trying to say. Yeah, you really can't. But you know, uh, not all Canadians live in igloos and have canoes. Most of us do, but not all of us. <laughs> I want to live in an igloo. <laughs> you want to go hunting Yeti with me is what you want to do. I really do. <laughs> See, now there, there's a perfect example right there. Most West Virginians or Kentuckians, I, if that's for Bobby, uh, probably don't know what a Yeti is. And yet Bobby laughed because Bobby's an educated man and knew what a Yeti was. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Like they hear, uh, I know a lot of people probably hear your, because to me you have an accent. I don't know if uh, you guys think I've got one probably, but. Uh, and they hear the, and they hear that accent, and they go, "Okay, well, he's from the south, so he's so he's dumb." 
And I've learned really fast. I've learned really fast after dealing on the in the podcast world, and because Nate's from West Virginia, and a lot of the people who listen are that that's a like a vicious stereotype because uh, they're not. You people aren't. Uh, most of them uh, have been are fairly educated. I'm I'm finding. I'm sure there are some some that aren't, but that goes for every neck of the woods. So you know, just because you say down in the holler doesn't mean that you're stupid. Yeah, well, thank you. It's just the way you. It's just the On way you guys. Of Kentucky and West Virginia, thank you. Yeah, but it's it's just funny. Like I'm surprised that 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 because uh, where I'm angling this is is usually the wrestling community is a pretty tight one, and usually once you're part of it, you know that you know there's 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 dissension inside the group, but like all groups, but usually the wrestling world is a pretty tight world, and it's surprising me again lately how many guys are lobbing bombs at other guys in the wrestling industry be it uh, podcasting or talent or whatever it is um it's kind of unnecessary as i guess is all i'm getting at well i'm gonna get yeah. a quick plug for the belt to belt bobby blaze podcast we try not to shit on anyone um you know and so I, that's one thing i try not to do if i don't want to talk you know, dirt on someone, and in, in, in both my books, I didn't bring up anything that I felt was spreading dirt where I could have said, oh, I saw so-and-so doing, you know, drugs, or so-and-so was, uh, you know, cheating on her wife or whatever. To me, I'm not into any of that, you know, shitting on other people kind of deal. I have no secret agenda of that. Um, just in that one manner, though, I think, of what on broad, uh, just taking a broad brush, um what you said earlier, with with Nate and I living in this area, there are a lot of factors that you could make a whole podcast out of. Uh, they've actually done shows on it on uh, several stations. I'm not correct, Nate, about uh, the uh, the uh, heroin highway and the, the Detroit the Charleston connections and all. There's a whole lot of factors, and it's it's really sad. And that's something I really don't want to get into and discuss. Um, I didn't take offense to what was said, but but again, I don't think also I'm kind of kind of contradict myself. This is this area is really really bad for a lot of different reasons, and um, but it is also bad throughout this entire country. What's happening right now? So I'll just kind of leave it at that. Is that safe to say, Nate? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been through a lot of, uh, especially with the. My education track I'm going through with uh, pharmacy school right now, you know, we deal a lot with looking at the opioid crisis and, you know, heroin epidemics, and I'm trained in naloxone uh, distribution and, and things of that nature. Um, I watched a documentary called Heroin, which was the story of, uh, you know, the distribution of naloxone. It's on Netflix, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen it. It's really good um, in Huntington, West Virginia. And then there was another documentary called recovery boys about uh drug addicts who went to a recovery place in west virginia um after being addicted for so long and it was really good as well um but yeah i mean granted this is kind of you know people look at it here and it's kind of the the main statistic but it's everywhere you can't say you yeah. know, one place is worse than another maybe we may be worse per capita but at the same time it's like there, there's there's an epidemic in drugs everywhere. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Right. We That's can't what help I was that. getting at. I don't think it was an unfair statement what I was saying, but also no, it's no. nationwide. It's not just this area. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It's it's not. 
you know, and it, it's a, it's almost global in a way. It just depends on where you're at in the world. So you just got to kind of, yeah. people can talk crap about the area until you've been here. And, you know, yeah, there's some, some ig- ignorance in, around here, but there's also some great people, some of the best people you ever want to meet. And uh, I defy anybody to find someone who can cook gravy as good as my mother. So there you go. If you can come down here and make better gravy, then you do that. But I don't think yeah. you can. Well, I think also so. there's a lot of people here in this area that um, are willing to help each other. Uh, you know, I've had people uh, just – I've heard other comedians, I've heard other wrestlers say when they've come to this area, and I'm speaking like Huntington – Charleston, to Lexington, Kentucky, to even Columbus, Ohio, say, man, when I, when I come through there, it's like people say, come to my house and eat, come over and hang out, stay all night, forget getting a hotel room, or I've had guys say, you know, come to my hotel room and stop by and see me, you know what I mean, it's just one of those things where there's a lot of hospitality here as well, and uh, yeah, cooking, yeah, that's another thing, like you said, uh, if I just want to beat your mom's uh, gravy, I'm up there for myself, you know. But, uh, hey, you're yeah, welcome there's, anytime, there's, brother. There's a uh, and and yeah, sure. It's just like again, go back to um, earlier what you said. Uh, depends on where you live at in the world, man. I mean, there's a lot of ignorant people and stupid fucks in the whole world, but there's also a lot of people in this area <clears throat> that are educated. Myself being one, Nate being one, I can speak up. I know several guys that I talk to on a regular basis that are college educated, you know, um, engineers and. And uh, people that, you know, really the stereotypical things of the uh, maybe the 50s and 60s that, that were going on, I think with uh, technology the way it is, um, I think that there's a lot more educated people in these areas now than, than we get credit for. So not to get on some hot horse or anything, but, uh, you know, some people just, that's just, there's always going to be stereotypical State to state uh, stats, you know, and people used to make jokes about, you know, uh, in Kentucky about thank goodness for, you know, West Virginia, we'd be last in everything. Or now, I guess, people in West Virginia and Kentucky say, you know, oh, thankfully there's Mississippi, we'd be last in everything or whatever. But I, but those are all just stereotypes, man. You know, it's just, it, it just one plays off the other. And it, it, it depends on the individuals, man. If your family takes pride in education, that's what you do. You get you an education. Um, if your family's going through a crisis, you get help and you, and you try to help each other. You know, there's just so many different things, and and really, it's kind of um, honestly, I'm I'm just uh, wish we hadn't even talked about this. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> well, the only reason I brought it up was because I I know I take a lot of flack, and I don't know if you got well, Bobby, you probably can give us first hand on this one. Uh, where a lot of it's not quite as bad nowadays as it used to be that if you're a wrestling fan that somehow you're kind of a goofball. Yeah. I, you know, that, that somehow, that. somehow you can't be intellectual and enjoy professional wrestling for some reason. I, I know to give you an example. I know a couple of people in this area that um, were politicians and they are closet wrestling fans. And I've known these men for 30 years, if not more. Um, a couple of them was involved in school board. A couple of them was involved in politics. And I've seen them at shows. I've seen them at, uh, at functions. At, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, uh, I'm not a fucking, uh, um, you know, 
what do you call it there, country club member. But I've been to weddings and receptions at the country club, and a couple people I've talked to today. You, uh, you're not a, you're not a member of the club, but you could function there if you have to go there. Right. <laughs> like I'm it's not a place. Not. You're like me. It's not really a place. Like if you could go do something on an afternoon, it wouldn't be hang out at the country club. But if, if you get no. in, if you get invited right. there, though. You can go there and, and I, I know what port, I know what port there. is. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been to receptions there and things and 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 to go into that, well, yeah, I might sit outside the gates and wait for a couple of those wives to leave and, and follow them home. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying. I've and I've been there and there's been some political people and uh, people I, that I know. And because and it's not the circle I generally would run in, of course, and they always, you know, talk to me and tell me, and, and I'm like, they're not wrestling fans, yet they sit there and tell me every fucking thing that's happening in wrestling, and I call them closet fans, you know, and so um, so there's some people with that stigma, like you said, that if you're associated with professional wrestling, you know, oh, well, you must, uh, uh, this is probably a big stereotype out there, but, you know, you're either... Uh, wrestling fan, and you're you might as well be a Walmart beer drinking NASCAR fan as well because that's the stereotypical outlook of or look the way others look at wrestling fans. Like, oh, you believe that, huh? Well, you know. <laughs> okay, so I don't let's, know if there's, there let's is a push stigma it, there. For sure. Let's push it to where I wanted to go with it, with this announcement for, of us all elite wrestling. A, do you do you think it will fly? And B, uh, if it does, do you think it might be the thing that pushes wrestling back more into the mainstream, where it once was in the in the late '90s, where it was part of pop culture and all that sort of stuff, and isn't right now? I'm personally pulling for them. I think the biggest the biggest thing is going to be the TV deal. You know, what kind of TV deal they're going to get? Where are they going to be on? You know, what kind of coverage are they going to have? Um, I'd love to see them succeed. I don't think there's going to be any threat to uh, the WWE or Vince or anything because he's got. Every time you just mention wrestling, immediately people that's, just intertwine. You know, WWE with it or whatever. No, that's that's a pipe dream. That's that's like saying somebody who opens a convenience store is a threat to Walmart. You know, it's exactly. just not. Yeah, so, it's just not the same thing. You take that out of the equation. I hope they get a very good TV deal somewhere. I think they're, and I hope they get good coverage. Um, you know, with, with that TV, I think having Jericho come on board was a big addition. I think they'll continue to get some big names. I hope they don't do uh, what. Uh, Impact or whatever it was called there when they started. You just try to get stars that are winding down their careers because their WWE contracts ending or whatever. I hope they take the guys they have that are getting a little bit of what I say not obviously they're getting older, but they're not old by any means. But if they take the, the guys they have and they bring in some good talented guys that have a good mix. I I think you're going to see a very, very good product. I think the enthusiasm's there. I think the wrestling fans want it. They've been looking forward to it. The thing is, if you take away uh, your impacts or your ring of honors and those type things, 
every time they've tried to succeed, they, they've done a little bit something different, but it just wasn't wasn't quite enough, you know. And I think um, right now, from what I've read, I read a really good article in Forbes magazine last week uh, about the um, <clears throat> the thing they had the other night that was coming up, the January 8th uh, pop-up thing they had. But anyway, the point is, I think that uh, the fans are really wanting something like this. And I do think it will make it feel like, I don't think we'll ever go back to the territory days, but I think it'll make it feel like that there's a chance for play, a place for guys to go and wrestle and that there's a wrestling product on TV where you or television that you actually see some really good wrestling. That's my hope um, because I don't currently watch any other product. I did catch some uh, Ring of Honor women the other night, and I was quite impressed. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't sit around and watch WWE every night or or whatever, and that's not a dig toward them, but I would love to turn into, uh, tune into a channel that has some really good quality wrestling um, with it, and I think there's a lot of people uh, like myself out there, my age and younger, give or take a few years, my age and older, give or take a few years, that are really, really looking to have a product on TV, a wrestling product on TV, that they can enjoy and say, hey, that's the kind of wrestling I like. I love seeing that style or what have you. And I think, I think we're going to have an opportunity. The, the only thing holding them back may be d- depending on what kind of TV deal they get and as to how much coverage they get. And right now they seem to be getting a lot of coverage without having a TV announcement. I know they said when Jericho signed, having that strong yes. TV was a big, a big part of his signing the deal. So I, they must be in the works on something. One hope. I would. Uh, I got. Oh, go ahead. I Tim. would I just, I wanted to throw in one more thing, but go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. I just want to say my my two things were that a they don't get in a pissing match with the WWE. In fact, yep. I think they'd be they'd be well uh, to just act like the WWE doesn't even exist. I don't mention them. That. Don't mention them. Don't don't pretend to be in the same ballpark is them and just go do your thing. Go ahead, Nick. That, that, that's what My, I think you do. You don't get the pissing war with them. That's smart. If it were me with this company, the first thing I would do, and since you, you're developing a brand new company, I would do my best to get as many working relationships as possible. I would contact Ring of Honor. I would say, hey, we'd love to work with you. We'd love to share talent. We'd love to have your champions be on our show and vice versa. I would be in contact yeah. with New Japan. I would say, hey, you know, we've got a relationship. You know, we worked here. Let's, you know, let's let's mix match here. Because New Japan and Ring of Honor work together already. Then what I would do is I would contact Billy Corgan in the NWA. Yep. And I would say, hey. Let's let's work together here. Let's get your product more eyes because we've got this billionaire who's throwing money at us and saying, here, let's get on TV. And then I would use Nick Aldis and the NWA 10 pounds of gold because despite what most people think, I think people like the old NWA concept. They love the idea yep. of a guy who will go anywhere and defend his title. Plus, that title belt is – just 
the tradition it's laced well, in, and yeah. the way. That, go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry. You're playing into what Bobby said about the territory thing, where that's yeah, that, that's well, not that's no, yeah, it's not the territories, but it's like the territories. Yeah, who's it's similar. Yeah. Who's, and then I would use this of honor guy that I have never seen before. I don't know who the hell he is, but he's fighting the champion that I get to see every week on TV. Huh, exactly. I'm, I'm in. I'm intrigued by this, and I might watch it. Yeah, and I would well, if I'm all elite. And this may sound weird, but if I'm all elite, I don't even establish my own champion. I I would see if Billy Corgan would allow me to to use the NWA champion as my main champion, and then I would go from there because the NWA title you don't have to build a tradition around it. It's already got it. The fans know the history. Wrestling fans are some of the smartest fans you'll ever meet. They know the history. They know who has held that title. They know about it. Okay? Now, the biggest issue you'll run into there is politics on who's going to be the NWA champion. But I think you could work that out. Then, what I would do is I would try to incorporate good indie promotions. I would scout. I would say, okay, this is an independent promotion that doesn't do the garbage wrestling, doesn't do the the bullshit, the ha-ha, the nonsense. This is a good old-fashioned wrestling promotion that we can get behind. They do, and they draw good crowds. They bring you know a few hundred people in once a month or or whatever. Let's let's use them to you know, if we want to travel. Okay, we'll co-promote a show. We'll bring four or five of our all elite guys to your indie show. We'll bring a few cameras. We'll do a little TV taping from your indie show. Not only that, we're promoting your indie promotion. You're giving us a place to run. And you work together. And if you can do that, why not? Just kind of use that as like a house show or something and, and build it from the ground up and and develop your stars. Get stories out there. Don't go into all this crash TV ridiculous detail, but do a basic story. Like, okay, this guy and, and this guy were friends. This guy screwed the other guy over because he wanted more money and better opportunities. All right, there you go. You got a feud. And you can carry that on for months depending on how you want to run. Don't overdo it. Don't overthink it. It's pro wrestling. Have fun with it. And get people in position that know what they're doing, but yet no wrestling. Like, get business minds that know the sport. Don't get just business people, because that never works out. Get the right people in the right positions. And also, don't book yourself as the champion. If you're going to be the head of creative, you don't need to be the champion. That's, That's just something that I think. And listen to your audience. Well, I was just going to say that's. I hope that's that, but that's not what they do with Jericho. That they immediately throw him in here and, and crown him the champion. Well, that would make the, but 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 if you crown Jericho, that if you decide to go with your own title, that immediately gives your title some sort of relevancy. I, I'm only looking at it in the sense of I don't want them to be WWE lights. Oh, I agree. That's, yeah. That's not I what agree. I want. I just see here, I was just going to throw this out here. Dave Meltzer is reporting that uh, Jericho's contract is for significantly more money than he ever earned in the WWE. Now, I don't know what Dave Meltzer knows necessarily, but that's an interesting thing to, to read. Well, you've got to look at it this way. First of all, let me backtrack. I think, uh, you know, my co-host Jeremy and I, we've kind of spoke about this off the air some too, and he has a lot of of the same thing, same same thing that you said, Nate. I think that I think that's what we're looking at, and I'd like it's, it's, it's kind of a territory, but it's not. But it's a traveling title. 
I'd like to see them work with the NWA, Ring of Honor guys, uh, New Japan guys, and do those type things. And, I, and I, I'd like to think that's the direction going, they're going. As far as putting a you know belt immediately on someone like Jericho, I don't I don't think they even again you necessarily need your top guy uh, to to I don't think that you even need a champion. You could actually use the NWA champion. I agree with you there. That's a good possibility. As far as Jericho goes, I can't speak for him. Um, you know I don't want to discredit and say oh, I don't want to see him be the champion either. So I don't want that to come out the wrong way. But, again, I think the two things would be you might view it as, yeah, WWE light, as you refer to it as. And also, as far as contracts, I have no, what, I have no idea what kind of money he has from WWE. But I know a lot of times their basic contract would be, you know, maybe $100,000 a year. But the, they actually, you know, honestly make so much more than that because of the way they get paid for the shows they are on. They still get percentages of the houses that are on, the pay-per-views. They still get money from their merchandising. So I think that um, that it's very possible that they have just paid him a straight-up, you know, the contract very could, very well could be. I don't know what Meltzer knows and doesn't know. Um, I don't know what the contract read or whatever. But for a yearly, for a one-year deal, it could be very much um, – yeah, sure, it could probably be more than what Vince may have had um, him down on paper for, but I know at one time, you know, there were some guys, and I was pretty close with a couple of them, and their deal was basically a minimum of this. This is what you're going to make here regardless, and here's the incentive to make more money than you've ever made in your life. So if um, if that's the deal with Jericho, you know, again, I don't know what the, the uh, extras are, you know, what, what Meltzer's reporting. Right. Right. But, but it I could would be, think that, uh, like I said, if I'm paying $2 a night, you know, but you have an opportunity every time, you know, I'm paying you $2 a year, rather, but every time you go out, you have an opportunity to make, you know, X amount per house show, and you have X amount to make pay-per-view money, you have X amount to make off T-shirts and, and DVDs and, and your gimmicks or what have you, so I could see that easily being, uh, you know, but again, what the fuck do I know? I'm sitting here playing armchair quarterback. Uh, just, just still a wrestling fan, and, and I love talking to wrestling fans, and, and love talking wrestling. Um, I just want to see them do good. I'd like to see someone um, like this uh, elite. I would really like to see them be elite and and do something unique, which is do the right thing to me and and, and give the people. I think you mentioned listen to the audience. Give the people what they want. Give them some real old. Good fashion wrestling, a couple of simple storylines. Don't reinvent the fucking wheel. Just go out there and have some genuine heat between a couple of guys and a couple of tag teams and, and uh, go out there and work. And if you got an independent promotion that does good, work with them and pick up a few along the way and uh, send your champion to some of these towns sometimes. And, um, and, and like I said, even use three or four guys off the same crew. We'll bring in a camera crew with you. We'll film that, and that'll be a house show, like you said. Um, I'd like to see them doing something like that, but I really don't know what the bigger plan is for them. But I do hope they succeed. I do know that. As a wrestling fan, I really do hope they succeed. Let me throw this out there, and you can both comment on it. But first, I, it would be really nice if nothing else comes out of it, that there's at least one more place where the guys can go, where they can make an honest living, and they don't. if they don't want to do the WWE thing, they don't have to. 
Yeah. Okay. I was going to uh, mention that to have another place to work. That That's good. That that would be a good thing. And B, do you think there's is there some kind of a chance that maybe they could uh, kind of turn back the clock a little bit and turn wrestling back into a uh, where TV drove uh, was, was what got tickets sold and that's where the money is as opposed to it's TV that makes the money and the house shows are kind of well there really isn't that much for house shows around anymore for the big for the big guys because um, I'd like to see them like the way they've got it kind of set up you know we could get we could go to West Virginia and give them a, a card there that those that the people there kind of that's what they're into and then we can go to New York and we can give them a WWE kind of card because that's kind of what they're into. And because we don't have TV the way like WWE has TV, uh, you wouldn't know what you were going to get till you got there kind of thing. You know, if you're following me, like I used to go to the house shows back in the day and you, you really didn't have any clue uh, who you were going to see or what might happen because TV didn't really, you know, it was basically, or at least up here, it was like squash matches you know, and they maybe were setting up for a pay-per-view when they finally got to pay-per-view, but I'm old enough to remember it when there wasn't such a thing. Um, yeah. I, I just, because, like, right now, like, wrestling on TV, I don't need to watch it because it bears no real um, effect on what I might see on the pay-per-view on, on Sunday. You know, I'm going to just say... One thing about the house shows is I think this is a twofold thought of mine. One, if you can sit at home in the comfort of your home and you're watching the TV product, um, it's almost like, you know, you have a chance to go to an NFL game or to the Super Bowl or to a World Series. Why? that? And, and if you use, say, WWE, WrestleMania as the main, you know, their Super Bowl, the thing is, if you could see it all these fucking hours on the TV all week long uh, or throughout the week, why get up and even go to a house show? So I think when you draw those, and then why get out there and get to the hassle of uh, saving all your money to fly or drive to a WrestleMania? And I'm not opposed to it, I'm just saying, just kind of as a scenario, when you can, if, if they did some house shows, Kind of what you were saying, Tim, you're like, you know what, I don't even know who's going to be there. But tonight there's going to be a show in Charleston or Huntington or New York or L.A. or Houston or wherever. Uh, and, and, you, and you go to that show and, and you don't know really what you're getting other than you know that um, it's all elite wrestling, which means you're going to see some very good elite wrestlers is what I would like to think. And you get there, and you're surprised by the fact, I didn't even watch this week's episode, and holy cow, look at this. This guy, look how this guy's built. Look how this girl's built. Look how this girl can perform. Look how look how this guy is such a smooth wrestler. Oh, this guy's a bad guy, man. He's cheating. He, he's he's doing all these different, you know, I want to oh, be. Oh, well, I wouldn't give her I a think, heel wrestler. Yeah, I think, though, I want to – I just told a guy in a band this. I was having lunch yesterday at McDonald's, and he plays a local band, uh, has for years, and he always talks wrestling, and he, he would have loved to have wrestled, and, and he's like a common entertainer. And I said, yeah, you would have done good because he is a good talker. 
And so I just was just telling him the same thing. Is like um, I I know when his band does Freebird, it's not Leonard fucking Skinner. I get it, but and I I'm, I don't go to you know his where his band performs. That I've seen his band through the years. I'm just saying. But as an example, but during that time when Freebird comes on, the same thing. I want to be that suspended belief. If I'm at the club and this this bar band is playing Freebird or Turn the Page or whatever country song or whatever, I, it may not be George Strait, but it's a, you know uh, whoever it is. Same thing with wrestling. It may not be the WWE. But no matter who it is, will it be all elite or it be all star wrestling? When I go, I go because as a fan, I want to be, I, I want to believe for that two hours. You know, I want to be that, have that disbelief of the reality of it all. That you know what, man, these guys can really put on a show. You know, and um, I mentioned that ASW because I think they do put on a really, really good show. Uh, am I not correct, Nate? I enjoy it. I have a good time. Yeah, you know, doing, I do. I do the commentary, work real close with the guys. Yeah, I'm giving them a plug because I know that. But also, I, when, I, when I go to the shows, I have good days and bad days. You know me personally, and you know that. And so when I get a chance to go, I go, and I enjoy them. You know, I, I'm, I really enjoy the shows. And that's why I go for those because for that two, two and a half hours I'm there, it's like, man, this is the way wrestling should be. And I'd like to think that when you watch, whether you watch it on TV, when they get their television deals closed, this uh, all-easy league wrestling, or if they start running house shows, I'd like to think that people will want to get out and go to the house show and, and, and leave there going, wow, that was the best two hours of wrestling I've seen forever. You know, I was in, in the moment, so to say. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let me run this by you, Bobby, because uh, this is something I've thought of for a while now. Do you think that possibly – now, I'm not crapping on WWE because I still – I try to watch as much as I can. I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm just, I just enjoy wrestling. I'm going to watch right. whenever I can. But uh, do you think that maybe there's – with the advent of the WWE Network and – you got Raw on Monday nights, it's three hours. You got SmackDown, it's two hours. NXT's on Wednesday for an hour. You've got all this programming. Do you think maybe the wrestling market for just one company may be oversaturated a little bit? Like maybe people are like not as into it because remember back in the day, you know, you had Wrestling Challenge, Superstars, or you had like, you know, Monday Night Raw used to be two hours. I mean, that was all yeah. you got. That was it. That was all the yeah. wrestling television you got. Do you think maybe they're just oversaturating yeah. themselves a little bit? Because then you have a, a six-hour pay-per-view on a Sunday with, you know, the pre-shows of two hours and then your NXT takeovers, and you just there's so yeah. much now. Maybe I'm going to walk, walk the edge of a sword here. First of all, I don't want anyone to think or misconstrued that I'm shitting on the WWE because I'm not. Oh, no, no. I think they are. I think they are a first-class organization. I think uh, I think they, the athletes there are tremendous. I think it's a well-oiled machine. To answer your question, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Is is they may? And again, I'm, I'm not a billionaire, so I don't know. 
um, and I'm not sitting, you know, where Hunter's at going, hey, I'm, I'm eventually I will be up here, you know. Um, yeah. But those guys, I think, yes, I think there's a fine line of that's another reason not to go to a house show because you can see so much of it on television. But the other, the other side of the sword is this. To me, and I've been to a couple, not recently here, it's probably been a year and a half or two since I've been to a WWE event, and I'll use the word event. Here's the thing. When you go to the WWE and they're, to see their product, the production is so good, that's the thing. You can get suspended in your disbelief because when you go, it's an event. It's like going to an NFL or an NBA game. It's like going when you go to Mania. I have not been to one, but I know just a lot of you guys that have that's talked to me, and I can see because that's my, my week of WWE is I watch it for a week or two prior to that. I watch the Hall of Fame. I watch the TakeOver, and I watch the Mania. And I make it usually a, a whole time day like a Super Bowl type situation. So, um, and that's just my way of doing it. But there's millions and millions of fans out there. So what I say, there's, that's a good reason not to go to a house show is because you can see it on TV. The other side of the coin is, or the other side of the blade is, is that people get so caught up in it, and it becomes part of. They just love it so much. You can't give them enough. It doesn't. Be, it doesn't saturate them. You know what I'm saying? They want to see every NXT. They want to see every Raw, every SmackDown, and and they want to watch the girls and, and the uh, whatever that's called the uh, the divas. You know they are, and they want to watch the network. And you know, so that's. I just think there's just when you're catering, WWE caters to when that last word is entertainment. You know. They entertain yeah. a large, large yes. majority of people, and a lot of people younger. I know probably Nate, probably your age or younger, that that have um, kids that just want to get out and go to those events, and also they keep it on that channel, you know, twenty four seven. There's my plug right there, you know, because they want to see every Raw and and every uh, SmackDown, and they want to be at as many shows as they can when they go to. Uh, mania, maybe you know they want to go to the takeover the night before as well. Uh, so yeah, it's it it could go either way. Um, I just think I think what it comes down to, to some degree, is um, uh, other than having the network or or watching it on TV uh, each week, I think it comes down to uh, economics of you know people that says you know what this is what we save our money for and this is our what we do. We're going to go to you know, I pay one or two hundred dollars for the front row seats uh, at a big event, whether it be a raw or, a, and I don't know if you have to pay that much. You know, at one time they got kind of ridiculous, but it's, it's no different than going to, you know, paying for a, a major league baseball game or uh, NFL, or NBA. It's expensive to go when you take a family of four. There's people that sit around and say, you know, hey, if you, I think it comes down to. Uh, Exposed uh, uh, how much how much more income you have to say you know what this year we're going to go to I don't even know where it's at New Orleans or wherever uh, to to watch WrestleMania. It's how much exposable income do you have to say you know what I'm going to go to that show tonight or I'm going to go watch a Raw taping. Um, I think that's what it kind of comes down to because otherwise they can they pay their monthly fee and watch the channel and get all the wrestling they want. 
Um, But as far as the event, you have to do it just like if you were going to one of the uh, NFL games we talked about this weekend. You have to get in line to to, or get on StubHub or whatever and get your tickets, knowing I'm buying four tickets at X amount of dollars. I'm spending X amount of dollars for parking. And then once I get in there, I mean, you're not getting some 75 cent or one dollar hot dog or a, or a 50 cent or dollar coke, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm getting there, no, a beer is going to cost me five or seven bucks. A hot dog is going to cost five or seven bucks, if not ten. Uh, yeah, I'm paying 25 or 30 dollars to park if I have a parking pass. So yeah, I think that's what it amounts to. Um, that keeps some people saying I'm happy because I can stay home and watch the network and watch it on TV. And then it's also it keeps some people saying, you know what, this is what we save our money for, um, just like you would anything else, any other sporting event. Um, but you know what you're getting with them, and that is you're getting entertainment, but you're also yeah. getting an event. You know, you really are. You're getting an event. Uh, the shows I went to, uh, neither one of them were TV tapings. It was house shows. But I'm going to tell you. They were very enjoyable, and they were events nonetheless. I couldn't imagine had one of them been a TV uh, taping or something, which I've been to in the back plenty of times. I know it's an event for that those two or three guys that are buddies that go or that family that goes. That's an event for them. Uh, oh, yeah. It's I exciting. mean, it's exciting, I've, been, I've been to a few. I've been to some WWE pay-per-views, and I've had to travel to go to them. Like we, me and a few buddies have traveled to Columbus, for a pay-per-view, yeah, we went had. to we went to Philadelphia. We've been to you know house shows in Columbus and Cincinnati, and then of course you know I went to Arizona one time for a Royal Rumble, and then uh, flew to Miami one time for a WrestleMania. So I mean, if you love pro wrestling and that's your thing, I, I completely get it. It's yeah, it, you know, it's it's almost a thing of you know WWE. In general, and I'm not trying to shit on them because, you know, hey, I watch. I'm getting it's rumble season right now, so I'm getting excited because it's my favorite event. Um, Cool. Which I do want to talk to you about in just a minute, if you don't mind. But uh, my favorite event, and, you know, I'll be watching closer come this time of year. Uh, The guys always seem to work a little harder this time of year. My thing is with WWE is there's times I feel like that they've got so many, they've just got so much talent. And I feel like maybe, I don't know if it's the creative or if it's just the direction they're going, but there's times that I'm just sitting there going, you know, it's not the in-ring ability. It's just make me interested in this. Yeah. Because back in the day, it used to be about keeping the fans' interest, getting into the storylines, but now the fans, especially with the, the advent of the internet, the fans now are basically if they don't get what they want, they shit on it. Um, depending yeah. on if you know, and and I hate that because it's like you know what, sit back and enjoy the ride. You know, now there's I times I get upset as well. I mean, obviously I'm a fan, I get upset, and I'm like, well, I'd like to see you know this guy get used better or whatever. But let let them write, tell a story before you take the shit on it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. That's one thing that does drive me crazy is the, uh, you know, you call it Monday morning quarterbacks if, if you're, you know, NFL. But yeah. the people, I guess, get up on Tuesdays uh, and they start shitting on Raw or they're tweeting or they're on that Facebook or social media shitting on us. And why are you even watching it then? If I'm watching it, because I want to enjoy it. But I'm not going to shit on it. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, well, okay, those two guys didn't have the greatest of matches, or that didn't keep my interest very good. But that doesn't make me want to shit on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially yeah. having been in a business, I just think of it like that. Is like I'm not going to watch it if all I, all I want to do, and I'll read these comments, and I'm like, really? What? What the fuck, man? Enjoy the damn show. Don't don't sit there and shit on it. You know, they're going to go the direction they're going to go anyway. They're going to deliver yeah, and- a product, make a ring, and 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 you watch it or you don't. But don't don't sit there and shit on it, man. These guys and, and the are rest- for the most part working their ass off, trying to keep their job, do their job, and improving their job. You know. Yeah, and the wrestling fans think every match should be the main event at WrestleMania, a lot of them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be out there doing, you know, doing these things. Like, this isn't, not every match is the main event of Starcade, as Cornette would say. So, I'm I'm not yeah. convinced on that. You know, sometimes a match is a match. You're given X amount of minutes, including interest, entrances, and you go with it. So, yeah, that's yeah. my, so I take it you're not going to the house show in Charleston tonight. No, I'm not. No. Me either. <laughs> I just um, looked up the price of tickets for that event out of sheer yeah. curiosity. You can get a ticket for 15 bucks. I don't know where that'll put you in the building, but uh, the best priced uh, tickets available at this point are $105. Okay. Somebody loan me $100 and I can afford a ticket. <laughs> with, with with some in between, there was a twenty five, and I believe yeah. forty was another price point. So there there is room to to move in there. Oh yeah, I mean their sure. prices aren't their prices aren't ridiculous unless you want to like catch sweat on your face, you know. But in terms <laughs> of like, because it's like the circus or the globe trotters when they come to town, right. especially when it's WWE. But another thing is you like Bobby said, All Star Wrestling. I'll plug them. Real quick, you know, they got a big show coming up on February 2nd. Uh, you know, there's going to be some big names showing up. Barry Windham's going to be there. Uh, Tammy, Sonny, Sonny's coming in. Sonny. Uh, yeah. And there's going to be some, some good times being had, you know, in it's not at the Civic Center this time, Bobby. It's at a, a Running Right Conference Center in Julian, which is actually a little closer to you. But, um, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, there's going to the April show, but um, hell, you oh yeah, the April show, the February show. Oh, the <laughs> April show, my goodness. Uh, Tim, let me let, give me just a second, Tim. Let me run off who all is going to be at the April show for you. Now that I know Bobby's well, real coming. Quick, back, backtrack real quickly. Where's this show? The second. In fact, never mind. I'll ask Shane Storm tonight. I'm going to be seeing. Yeah, him. it's the Running I, Right I'll Way Conference Center. Okay. It's in between and Charleston and Madison. Justin. Cool. Okay. So let, let me go ahead and run. The April show. Uh, the April show, April thir- the 13th anniversary of All Star Wrestling. Here's the lineup. Here's the card, and these are just the names. I won't even go into the local talent. Um, you're looking at the original Midnight Express, Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, Jim Cornette, and Stan Lane, all going to be in attendance. Yeah. Bobby Fulton, Tracy Smothers, Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Logan is going to be there. And um, I'm trying to remember the tag team, the Crimson and um, his tag team partner. I cannot remember their names off the top of my head. They just qualified for the Crockett Cup that's coming back. Uh, let me find their names really, really quick. Um, but Bobby they're going to be there. Oh, and Bobby Blaze will be in the house. So that's worth the price of admission uh, yeah. alone. 
And it, hey, it is in my sir Bobby Blaze. Yes, sir Bobby Blaze. Excuse us. Sir, yeah, maybe by then I'll be a sir. If not, I'll be a swinger. <laughs> the War King. Swinger, the War swinger, King. Bobby Jack, Blaze. Jack Dane and Crimson, the War King. That's who else is going to be there. Okay, yeah. No, I had every intention. I wanted to come up there and I wanted to see Cornette and the original Midnight Express, you know, together with Dennis and Bobby and uh, Stan and, um, you know, but now also I may come to that, that show the second. We'll just have to see. The next show I have planned on, I'm going to go to an FTC show, uh, the 23rd in Ireton, the NWA heavyweight title is going to be on the line. I'll give them a oh, nice. plug real quick. Uh, Nick Aldis is going to be here against uh, Shane Strickland, I think his name. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of local, uh, he's got some guys off Ring of Honor, et cetera. It's, but I'm going to be there because they're doing the NWA uh, title there, and uh, I'd, I'd really like to see that. Um, but I had planned on also coming to April uh, to, to the ASW show uh, just because I'd already talked to Shane about it and I'd heard about it, uh, you know, on Cornette show and stuff. But that there are just times that I definitely want to get out and get to some of those shows, you know. Yeah. Now she says Sunny's going to be there in a second. Makes me wonder: Do we need sunshine in February? Uh, That 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 could be trouble there. I don't know. I'll keep I'll keep an eye on you, Bobby, if you come down. Never forget (laughs) that that there's always room to go into business for yourself and make a run. (laughs) (laughs) But um. We got about a half an hour left here, and and I wanted to at least get a little bit of a comment, Bobby, from you. I've been putting together. Um, this is going to be. If you're listening, this is the first I've mentioned it. I'm putting together a special on Royal Rumbles because the Royal Rumble is my favorite event in wrestling. It's the one I watch. I, I'm glued to the TV when it's on. I got so many great memories. I've been to a couple, had some fun at them. Um, what do you have any particular thoughts on Royal Rumbles, Bobby? That I can get uh, any memories you watched? Any? I know you've never been in and, one. Yeah, but any memories there, of them? You were in World War Three, though, right? Yes, yes he was, was in World War Three. Okay, yeah, so that's kind of the bastard. Those. That's kind of the bastard child of the of the Rumble, correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, well, no, I'm just trying to get uh, that straight for people who might not know. Yeah, you know, the, the thing I re- – obviously, I haven't been to one or in one, but uh, when I was in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, if my memory serves me right, we were um, we were doing some promotional stuff for a local show coming up, and I was at the local cable company, and Corny had me call uh, the offices. You know, he was, he was kind of back and forth with WWF at that time. Uh, you know, Smoky Mountain as well, and he told me to call JJ, and we were doing something with the local cable, and that's when Bubba, uh, B97 was Bubba 97 back in the day. You probably remember that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we I called JJ, and they, they sent us a shitload of stuff about the, uh, uh, for the Royal Rumble, uh, MX stuff, T-shirts, there were some ties, there were some little cheap hats. It was just it was a couple boxes of promotional stuff they was going to be selling, I guess, or giving away at the Royal Rumble, and that's one of my memories uh, that I just called and at no charge, and uh, JJ asked my address. I gave them to him. A couple of days later, two huge boxes of stuff showed up, 
And uh, I took it to this promotional event, and I thought, man, that's first class right there. I didn't even work there, you know. I was just running the local show for Cornette for Smokey or whatever. And um, he said, here's your contact. And that was pretty fun. You know, that's pretty cool. I don't have any really, you know, again, man, you're, uh, you'd have to kick me in the head, I guess, to, to kickstart a memory from a particular Royal Rumble or, a, you know, um, I, I, I do know this. The ones I've watched, I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, nothing really comes to my head except for some of the times that um, it seems like there was a couple guys that went in like first or ninth and then stay, you know, the whole 30 minutes and, and win. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, – Again, I, I, I'm drawing complete blank. I, I can't sit there and make up a bullshit story. It can be fact checked. You know, I'm just telling you what I you know, I I've watched a few of them. I just can't yeah. remember um, any particular ones that stand out in my head or anything like that. Um, if you if you gave me some, fed me something, I could probably remember it if it was one of them I did watch or whatever. But I, well, I'm just uh, drawing a blank to be honest on that. Other than it seems you like may have been. Guys that went, 30 minutes or so, you know, or you, you may have been a little busy. Minutes. You may have been a little busy, but I, my all time favorite, and it's kind of almost a consensus. Everybody's favorite 1992 uh, flair wins. The title goes an hour uh, in the match. And, you know, that one had all the, the, the big name stars, you know, Hogan, oh, Sid, yeah. uh, Macho Man. Now, what position did he start off at? Three came in at number three. Okay. It was, was ready. And yeah, I was I was busy at that time, and I didn't see it, but I do I do recall actually it was probably just something I read in a magazine and heard about because I was busy on the road at that time quite a bit. But um, yeah, Flair winning one, I knew that. So yeah, that would be one I'd actually I haven't seen, but I wouldn't mind going back and watching. So the commentary was how great. How close was the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Mayhem Battle Royal? What was that like? Were you in one of those? What was that again? The Smoky Mountain Mayhem Battle Royals. Yeah, we 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 had several battle royals while I was in Smoky Mountain. Um, they were always mayhem. It didn't matter if it's four guys. They were always they were always mayhem. Let me tell you. Um, uh, just uh, kind of real quickly, I. The uh, the Bruise Brothers, as big and as strong as they were, um, you know, six ten, three twenty apiece or whatever. Uh, Brian Lee grabbed me and threw me over to a corner. Next thing I knew, one of the Bruise Brothers come over and just put his body against me and held me against the corner into the turnbuckle. And he said, "Just stay right here. They're shooting over there." And I was trying to peek around them, and uh, fuck, it was Tracy Smothers and Tom Part. Uh, Dr. Tom was in the ring shooting on each other, trying to oh God. kill each other. That bullshit, you know. And uh, so, yeah, those were all mayhem. They like stay here; they're shooting, you know. So that, and also, I recall and you can you can fact check me on this one here. Um, I only done it one time that I know of, and and I, and I bring it up jokingly sometimes to them. But uh, I dare someone try to beat Ricky Morton, be the first one out of a fucking battle royal, because uh, <laughs> as soon as it starts, he's back out on the floor, you know. He don't even part of it unless he was scheduled to go over. And he always yeah. said, there's what I'd be. I'm just out of roll tonight. And uh, I, I did one time. I actually got out real quick. Uh, the, the scariest battle royal I was in, 
that I was with Mayhem was the first time I was on the Smoky Mountain Loop, and I shared this in my book, Pin Me, Pay Me, uh, is, uh, man, you know, the first loop I'd done full-time, Kevin Sullivan, who a man I love and respect very much, has been in my house uh, since then. But um, I had seen him down in Florida. I'd seen him on TV working. I'd seen him, you know, wrestling on, 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 on in Florida Live and stuff. And I watched him for, the you know, the first two nights I was on the loop. But the third night had a, a, a battle royal scheduled. And all I kept thinking all day was like, oh, God, Kevin Sullivan can come over here and just beat the shit. I mean, the way he gives you those chops, you know, he's just going to chop me and just beat me to death. And uh, especially being green and also being the new fresh meat baby face in the uh, territory. And I got in the ring and fucking here he comes right at me. Kevin Sullivan comes right towards me. And I go to lock up with him. He backs me up to the corner. And he says, I heard Malenko trained you, kid. And I went, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, started, I knew he was going to be fucking. I go, yes, sir, he did. He goes, put your hand on top of my head. And I said, what? He goes, put your hand on top of my head. I put my hand up because he had me back to the corner. He ran down to about the middle of the ropes with my hand on his head. And he jumped over the top rope and landed on his feet and turned around, flipped me off and said, screw you, Bobby Blaine, and stepped back to the First one out. Robert <laughs> 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 at a royal, but Kevin Sullivan had enough respect for Malenko, and then of course I guess Jimmy had been telling him too. You know he's bringing me in and this and that, and 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 of course uh, at one time you know Kevin and knew knew Malenko really really well. But Susan grabbed me and said, "I heard Malenko trained you, kid," and I said, "Yeah, yes sir, he did." And he he said, "Put your hand on top of my head." I did. He ran, jumped out, turned around, flipped me off, and said, screw you, Bobby Blaze, and walked to the locker room. And I thought, oh, my God, all day I was worried he was going to chop me and beat me and chop me and beat me. And that was the easiest battle. And I went over, too. That was the other thing. And I, and I didn't know it. Uh, Hildebrand didn't tell me until it was me. And uh, I think it was like Jimmy Golden or someone. He goes, uh, Bobby, now. And I went, what? He went, Jimmy goes, Throw me over, kid. And I go, oh. <laughs> and I thought for sure they was going to throw me over. But uh, they even put me over in it. So, yeah, every one of them I was in was mayhem. I'll say that. Uh, but uh, I don't want to take mem- away from your Royal Rumble memories. Oh, no, know? no, no, no. Look, hey, Battle Royals, you know, it kind of turned into – I did do an interview with a uh, – I'll go ahead and spoil this one. I did an interview with uh, – a. Uh, West Virginia wrestler, you may remember Mark Canterbury, Henry Godwin uh, came yeah, on, yeah. and uh, he, he talked about wrestling. Nice me, by the way. Oh, he's a, he's an awesome guy, by the way. If, if yeah. you've never met him or talked to him, he's a really super nice guy. And we talked a little yeah. bit about wrestling in those matches, and then he uh, he told some great stories as well, too, especially about the slop bucket, uh, which you'll hear uh, whenever I put put the show out. But um, I did okay. want to ask you. Since you know you don't have the rumble experience, but it's actually turned into more of a, a, a you know kind of a battle royal thing. World War Three, you know, you worked a yeah. couple of those. How was that? That seems like that would just be pure chaos. Um, it was. <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, um, the, the first one I was in was uh, in '97. I think I was like number fifty-four or something. And you, man, we was, you know, you're at Auburn Hills in Detroit, as cold as a fucking whore's heart outside. And there's so many people, you know, there's people waiting to get in. There's people, you know, uh, parking your cars and 
that got the back doors open because there's there's you know sixty competitors lined up and you got production going on and this and that and um, anyway so yeah my my first memories was uh, took place outside of the ring and I and I, I want to share this with you I thought it was really really cool I've shared the story before but not it's probably something I need to write about really but anyway um, I was number fifty four and Booker T was number fifty five. And um, they opened that door uh, to let some diesel, you know, smoke clear out of there. And we're all in line to go out. And, you know, some other matches had taken place. And they had periodically opened a door for the, you know, trucks and things. And, again, it was cold. So someone started bitching. Someone, and I honestly can't remember who it was, but there's a couple people in front of me. And it's like, oh, it's cold and this and that. And it was acting like a real bitch, to be honest with you. And if I could remember who it was, I'd tell you. But Booker T, man, he just went, you're cold. You cold, man? You, you really? You're gonna sit up there and bitch that you're cold? And I, you know, I can't do a book of T voice. I'm just telling you. I turn, I look down like, <laughs> you know, he's talking, he's talking over my shoulder, but he's getting rather loud. And he kind of stepped to the side when he realized that he was talking, you know. But he was talking to someone up in line. He goes, "How about this, man? How about you be out there parking one of them fucking cars?" Or how about you be the one of the policemen out there directing traffic right now? You think they're not fucking cold? You're here, got a good-ass fucking job, uh, doing something you love doing, making good fucking money, getting to be on a pay-per-view, and you're going to bitch? And, man, everyone would just stop what they was doing. And he just went into a rant for about two and a half, three minutes. And, man, you know, the dude, and I, I, I would tell you if I knew, I can't remember, because a couple of them was bitching amongst themselves. They just kind of dropped their head and turned around and went, you know what, I'm appreciative that I'm here. Well, things got quiet, and of course, obviously, he's right behind me. And so I caught the first just a, what? You're fucking cold thing, kind of rather loud, you know. So he finishes up, and I turn around to him. I say, man, I said, brother, I said, and I, I'd always talk to him a lot anyway. Booker T and Stevie both always really, really good to me. I turn around, I said, brother, I said, man, that was really good. And he goes, man, I'm in it. He goes, man, I'm serious. He goes, Who, what right do we have to bitch? about being a little bit cold, man, we just started talking amongst ourselves, you know. And uh, so that was my very first one. That that was really cool because you got to take in consideration. You're inside getting ready to be on a fucking pay-per-view and getting paid well to be on it, and you're going to bitch about being cold a little bit, you know. And I'm like, man, it made so much sense to me and put things in perspective. And I really respected that in Booker T, that he spoke up and said something. And then... You know, you get called out. So the first one I knew um, <clears throat> I was going to be in, I, I knew I was supposed to go. I was supposed to last about maybe 10 minutes, something like that. Uh, try to think. I think uh, Benoit was going to throw me out. That was a thing. Um, I can't remember that, 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 that exactly. But anyway, you get in there and you do your thing. You're in one ring. I didn't have to go to another ring because they ended up staying around. It was very chaotic, a lot of fucking people, you know, 20 bodies in one ring, 20 bodies in two other rings, you know. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of have to watch yourself that you don't get hurt. The second one um, that I was in, I don't have, like, any big special backstage story or anything like that, but the um, the thing I remember about this is even better uh, to me is, uh, I don't, at the time it wasn't, but um, uh, I was supposed to stay in about seven minutes. And Glacier was going to throw me out. And I don't remember what position I was in. I was maybe in 30 or 35. I moved up quite a bit, but I don't know. You can fact check it there. But anyway, 
I get in there, and, and at some point, Glacier was going to be the one to eliminate me. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, no problem with that whatsoever. You know at some point you're going to get eliminated anyway. Um, but I was doing something with someone, and they had just went over the top rope. You know, you, I eliminated one or two people and uh, almost got eliminated, and Glacier worked his way to me and almost eliminated, but he didn't, and he walked away. And I, I, I did something to where I turned around, and the next thing I know, someone grabbed me by the back of the hair and reaches down between my legs and grabs me by the trunk, and I am picked up straight up over their head, and I hear this voice go, time to go, big man, and a fucking giant has grabbed me from behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know what the time, you could check the time. I don't know, it's probably between three and five minutes, and I was supposed to, again, say around five or seven. I was waiting to work my way back to Glacier, and uh, you just <laughs> you just don't have too much to say, or nor can you do much when a seven-foot fucking guy that big. And at the time, that's when he was real big, like 450 or so. But he put his hand on my hair and on my inside my thigh and picked me straight up right by the edge of the ropes and goes, Right when I'm passing his chest and head area, he goes, time to go, big man. He just extends his arms, and he gets me laid out flat and gives me a little little push. And, man, I just I just land real nice and easy landing. I think I landed on my feet, actually. He took such good care of me. But I was like, I wasn't going to get up there and start going, hey, no, I got two more minutes left. Or, hey, you know, <laughs> strong, there was no time for that. There was just enough time for me to hear. Time to go, big man. And in my thought, I kept saying, yo, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, the way he threw me, um, I hit pretty good. So, um, yeah, that was my second memory. But, of course, obviously, both of those were mayhem, believe me. But uh, I'm going to guess. And a good group of guys to work with, you know. Um, And and, and good times in the back, you know. Just uh, We did a... uh, Production meeting was Saturday, and then we did the pay-per-view on Sunday. Then Monday we did Nitro. Uh, that was in Saginaw. Then Tuesday we went down to Toledo to do uh, the uh, TV taping. Then Wednesday you got sent home because it was always during Thanksgiving week is when that was. So that was that was always a pretty good little loop other than it being cold and snowy most of the time uh, up in that area this time of year. So I'm going to guess uh, Steve McMichael was the guy bitching about the cold, in my guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know um, <laughs> if he did. I, I, I don't think it was. Um, Let but, me tell but you. I know your reasons for saying that. <laughs> looking, looking, looking this pay per view up, I, I, this is available on the. If anybody's got the network, you can check out uh, World War Three with oh, yeah. uh, Mr. with Bobby in it. But this thing is getting nothing but uh, rave reviews. That the uh, the 60-man battle royal, which turned out to be only a 58-man uh, battle royal, by the way, two guys yeah. never was never was 60. Um, that that it was the one of the best pay-per-views of up until that point. So that's pretty high praise. Man, all right. <laughs> there you I go. It's popping. all because. <laughs> well, I was going to the video store and popping um, uh, because I saw it on video. I was just like. I was just I was just looking. My boys were younger, and it was actually a video store. I don't even know how many uh, DVDs they had versus videos, to be honest with you. 
But I do remember just uh, going into the store that wasn't a blockbuster. We didn't have one at that time, but it was still, you know, local, one of these local, you know, Video USA or whatever. And uh, I was walking around with them, and I saw that pay-per-view, or I saw that box for the VHS, and it was that World War Three, And I popped big time. I was like, oh, man, I'm on that. Cool as that. To myself, you know. And uh, my oldest, he checked it out, and uh, it was cool to watch, man. You know, I haven't seen it since probably. Uh, Les was brought to my attention and said, hey, check this out, and you're on the network. What I don't. I don't pay too much attention to stuff like that, you know. Um, shit, my mind's occupied with other stuff like swingers and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Because oh. that that was in the infamous uh, Palace of Auburn Hills, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure was. Yeah, sold sold out on top of it all. Yeah, over seventeen thousand wow. people there. Yeah, you can't argue with that. And and, uh, I'm just trying to read a little bit here without giving anything away because I want people to go watch it. Um, It comes down to uh, the giant, uh, what they think is Sting, and Scott Hall, the last three guys. But it turns out that Sting is not Sting, but that's WCW for you, and I won't. Well, I don't 20 years later, I don't think you're giving me a spoiler alert. Okay, well, well St- Sting, it turns out to be it's Kevin Nash. Now, I don't know how the hell you can mistake Kevin Nash for Sting, but whether he's got a mask on or not. But um, So, of course, Kevin Nash wins because the NWO is out screwing everybody as per usual. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It does say here that every match on the card, despite the length of some, Delivered and the 60 man battle royal, which by all appearances should have been a clusterfuck, turned out really good. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks for bringing yeah, share that memory with us and get out there and watch it, folks. Go yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to watch it today. Yeah. I haven't oh, watched I it in a while. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it to be honest. So I might have to go give that a spin and and there then. You uh, go. And invite people over, and then when it gets when Bobby comes out, I can go. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, talk to that guy today. Play this for him. Hey, Tim, man, it's great to be right here. A few of your friends watch this pay per view, man, and uh, you know, hey, <laughs> let them know. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's got two books. He's got Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel, and he's got another book called I Kicked Out we of the Wrestler. And we need my house watching this. Use my internet to go to Amazon and order a book. <laughs> yeah, in all honesty, now that you said that, we need to get uh, links for both for Bobby and put them on our uh, webpage. Oh yeah, well we will definitely do that. It's uh, if yeah, you're listening, yeah. tinyurl.com/blazebook1 is the first book, Bobby's book, uh, "Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots Will Travel," which is absolutely fantastic. I'm not much of a reader, but I couldn't put it down. Uh, definitely check it out. Bobby got me an autographed copy, and I really appreciate it. Great book. Uh, the what? other book. Oh, which, whoa, 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 What? You got an autograph got, copy? I got it for you. I got it a long time ago. Oh, the pain. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> and then um, the Bobby's other book, the uh, I kicked out on two. The education of a wrestler is available at tinyurl.com/slash/blazebook2. So go, go do that. Go check it out. Damn right. Um, Give you, if you're going to spend your money, spend it on something worth spending it on. 
And, Thank and you. Read, and and read. Yeah, and read. What is it, Bobby? I said, especially get it now because apparently I'm going to be knighted really soon. You know, I'm going to be a third exactly. Bobby. Exactly. <laughs> third Bobby for that. Fuck you. Fuck he will be tagging with uh, – Sir he will soon Blaise be tagging and... with uh, he'll be tagging with Lord Stephen Regal, <laughs> Sir Robert yeah. Earl, and Squire Dave oh, yeah. Taylor, the new Blue Bloods, ladies there and gentlemen. There you go. There you go. Good company, man. Uh, t- uh, all Elite Wrestling, if you're listening, that's Robbie Smedley. His phone number is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Go and see the entire man. I fucking get fired and still owe a dollar. Bobby found out he still has WCW a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> That's no fantastic. Shit, Don't tell some people. That is, man. I'm like, there'll be a GoFundMe uh, started pretty quick. Maybe, uh, maybe the elite needs someone to come on, you know, but um, uh, you have to pay me a dollar. I, I can't did. afford to pay you. I they can't afford to pay my damn dollar. To, to any the, shows that are in the South, they should have you on. You should be the color guy. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Who the hell are we kidding? You should be doing commentary. You and Nate. Hey, play-by-play man right here, baby. And they can call you guys Blazing Bush. (laughs) We'll be the burning bush. Blazing (laughs) Bush. I love it. Blazing Bush. That sounds like something a 70s porn star would have called back in the day. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Don't get me started. Yeah, no. Do you ever do, do you ever want to like? Do, do you ever watch wrestling now? I, mean, I know you say you don't watch it too much, but when you do watch it, do you ever watch it and go, "Fuck! I would really like to crawl back in that ring and kick the shit out of that guy." Oh, you know, you know. Here's the thing. I I, I watch wrestling. I just don't watch you know a lot of today's current product. Uh, I do watch it, and then I, I watch a lot of older stuff. I've got two uh, external jump drives that are just. With stuff, I've got Georgia. I've got all the USWA. I've got all the Memphis stuff. I've got every Smoky Mountain. I've got a, a, all the all the Ooh. wrestling Ooh. I, that I, you can imagine. I've got on two different external jump drives. In fact, uh, it would take probably, it's no lie, um, probably over eight hours to download just one of these. Um, that's how much it's on it. it so you got. You've got two drives of wrestling and 47 of porn, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Bobby, you're going to have to uh, Bobby, you're going to have to let me come over sometime and make a copy of that Smoky Mountain drive because I've got so I got a lot I want to watch from Smoky Mountain that I have no way of finding. Okay, look, you're more welcome to hear the thing. Bring your computer. We'll do it. It's no problem. The problem is, uh, uh, you know, um, William Harding, I've mentioned. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know William. Yes, he we, know, at, we know Bill. Okay, well, the, he, he was in IT. He looked at what I said. Let me show you something. And he looked at it, and he saw what was on it. He said that that would take you probably about eight hours to, to, to load another external jump drive. That's how much is on it. Okay. So... Every Smoky Mountain show is on that. Lucky you, you get to spend a day with Sir Bobby Blaze. Hey, I would spend a day with Bobby. You're welcome welcome to do it. You can take a look at it if we can figure out a way. Um, Yeah, I've got two external jumps. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Here's the thing. Sorry about that. I don't have 
to watch it to, to answer your question. I don't have to watch it to want to get back in that ring, do man. My body, my age is one, and my body is a whole other thing. I, I've oh, I my body you, pretty bad um, as I've gotten older, of course, and that's the thing. In my mind, I'll watch it, and I'm like, oh man, I'd love to be doing this or doing that, but I know physically that that's not going to happen. And it's kind of like when I uh, I used to shoot basketball, just just shoot sometimes, and 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 now I can't even shoot basketball uh, uh, very much. To 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 I, I haven't for probably three years. But my point is, it's like when I was even maybe thirty five, I would start to dribble and say, okay, I'm going to go this away, and in my mind, and um, you know that's twenty years ago, so I give away my age. And in my mind, I said, I'm going to cut right. And I'd go to cut right, and a ball would keep going, and my body wouldn't be there, you know. So I yeah. know as I'm finishing up my wrestling career, which, which you know, I wrestled up to I was about 42, which is probably a little bit too long because uh, I was doing a whole lot of – I was doing almost every weekend. I was doing a lot of shows in the summertime. Um, I had still uh, toured Japan at, at one of my last times. It was one of those things where I was just really – to the point of mentally going, man, I know I can do this. I want to do this. And, and you know, um, I help some young guys out, and I, I have to show them little things. I, I have someone else physically show them do this. You know, here's how you do a headlock. Here's how you – so, yeah, even if I'm trying to help someone, I'm on the side instructing and saying, you know, you know here's, here's how you do a hammer lock or a headlock switch hammer lock, or here's how you hit the ropes. I have someone demonstrate it because I just do not move. I move like old people fuck, and that's very slow. (laughs) 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 Um, It's it's, um, it's like the old joke. It's like watching turtles fuck. You get get in, you get in, and then there's like a 30, 40 (laughs) second pause out. Well, that's it's exactly like you slow down the uh, squeeze box there, eh, Tim? <laughs> well, you know, but yeah, when you get, uh, when you get old this, one day, Nate Bush, you'll know. My 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 mind, I want to, I, and you know what? Here's a funny thing, and I know we're getting close on time here. Is yeah, I'd love to, and yes, I do miss it, but I know also my mind. I know I'm smart enough to go. You know, hey man, you know, don't don't do that. That's that's just crazy to even think about. But also, what what's what's crazy is. Probably. I've always been big on dreams, um, very vividly dreams, vivid dreams in color, a lot of action, uh, just really realistic dreams and stuff. And believe it or not, there's probably two or three nights a week that I dream about wrestling. And this is the God's honest truth. This has went on for a few years now. And every time I'm getting ready, ready to get in the ring in one of these dreams, something happens. I either wake up. Or something happens and I'm not, I don't make it to the ring. And about six months ago, and I just shared this with my brother and one of my closest friends, and I said, you're not going to believe this, man. And I had a dream, and I actually made it into the ring and was, was actually in a match showing someone. I said, look, that's not the way you sell. This is the way you sell. And I tagged myself in, and, and, I, had, and I was in a match. And, and then the next thing you know, I was fighting through the crowd with this guy, and I said, we're working our way back to the ring. Just stay with me. And I picked him up, 
and I suplexed him. <laughs> and I, I said, we're doing it three times. And I actually got in the ring. I suplexed him three times. And I said, three times seven is 21. I said, that's called the Bobby Blaze 21. <laughs> and I started laughing. I started laughing. That's what woke me up. Because for, for 10 years or whatever, I've dreamed of getting back in the ring. And, oh, and, and I had dreams. But I shit you not. I, I, I dreamt that I actually got in the ring, and I suplexed him three times. I said, hold on, and I did it three times, and I said, that's seven times three. Think real quick, and I stood up, and I said, that's the Bobby Blaze 21. That's a stupid-ass dream, but I finally did get back in the mm-hmm. ring, and what, in one of my dreams, not real, I, I haven't it. been in a ring for years and years, but, yeah, that was I, I always, and, and since then, that happened about six months ago. It was in the summertime. I do know that. But since then, the dreams I've had of of being around and in the wrestling, I've yet to get back in the ring. I think that Blaze 21 doesn't be in. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I have a breaking, breaking message for you, Bobby. Uh, Tom wait a minute, Robinson. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. Jesus. All right, that's that's something else. That's production. Uh, Bobby Tom Tom Robinson says uh, hello. Uh, sorry he missed hey. you. Um, sends his uh, sending my best to uh, Bobby and go eagles. All right, well, you tell Tommy I said hi. So, man. I look forward to talking to him sometime real soon. I, I said we'll do. I said, we'll do, and then I told him uh, the Eagles could go get fucked, but that's another thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Bobby, we know you've got some stuff you got to do this afternoon, but we do thank you so much for jumping on again. Uh, everybody plan. everybody, check out Bobby's books. It's tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 and tinyurl.com slash blazebook2. Listen to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. You can find him on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. Jeremy Vilmer, the co-host. Uh, feel better, Jeremy. I know he had a uh, recent episode. He had a heart attack, actually, but he's doing okay now. Yeah. He's at the Geekish cast. And uh, the Bobby Blaze show account is Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter. Check them out. Show them some love. Download the episodes. Fantastic show. I haven't missed an episode yet. I love it. So, everybody, check it out. Enjoy it. And, Bobby, thank you so much for coming on and talking some wrestling uh, and some football with us. Do you do math on that show at all, Bobby? Do math? Yeah, I no, can't do math other than add and subtract. And... Well, the seven times you... three thing I thought was, you know, because if Tom Robinson has that dream, it's the Tom Robinson 20. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby, oh, man. Bobby, thank uh, you hey, for getting on with us. You're, you're a pal, so Bobby. Love you, man. I appreciate it. Nate, I appreciate you for inviting me back on, guys. It's been Anytime, my pleasure. Brother. I always love having a good time and a good conversation with you guys, and I appreciate you. And I keep, I wish you much continued success with the Wide Men Can't Jump, and uh, I appreciate everything you do for me. And um, all the wrestling fans out there and all the sports fans out there, keep listening to the Wide Men Can't Jump uh, podcast because you never know who's going to show up just like myself. 
And yeah. also, you got good, good entertainment and some really good guys, man. Um, from from Tom to to Tim to uh, to Nate, man. There's a really good group of guys, and I really appreciate them. And I hope they know that. So thank you very much. Not a problem. Hey, Bobby, I got your number here. You cool if I text you sometime? Absolutely. Oh man, crush. I do have a man crush. No, it's, seriously, you anytime. It's, Nate, it's no problem. Have you um, seen I will. Bobby you better and, have a man crash on him. There you go, baby. And, uh, <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I, I do have that jump drive. You have to look at it. In fact, I'll show it to um, um, Shane, I think, is going to be stopping by. Um, I'll okay. let him see something. Because he – I'll just say this. Next time I talk to you, you might have a surprise coming to you from Shane. All right. Sounds good. Oh, wow. and, it, and, and it's not something from those uh, jump drives I mentioned. They okay. they do accept uh, books can be mailed to Canada, Bobby. Just throwing that I out. Know. There. Um, no, man, it's it, way too it, expensive. The post is just ridiculous. I, I mailed one to Canada, and I tell you, it cost me like thirteen fucking dollars. Oh, it'd be, you you would have a heart attack if you found out. I'm so much further away. It probably cost like thirty, forty bucks to send it here. It's ridiculous. I, it's easier. It's cheaper for me to uh, go just buy it on Amazon and and have them ship it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. You know, thank, seriously, I mailed one to Robert, the Acadian Giant, you know, the guy from the Oddities. I'm, oh, yes. I mailed oh him yeah, Kurgan. Yeah. Kurgan. Yeah, Kurgan, yeah. I mailed him one because I spoke about him in the first book because I worked with him, you know, early on his career. And I swear it was about 13 or $18 to send him the book free. And, and, of course, I didn't care to. It just, you know. But look here, uh, Tim, hit me up on uh, Twitter. Send me your address, Okay. Um, direct, direct mail me. Well, what, your what I thought maybe, Bobby, what we could do is maybe we can get together and I'll, uh, I can send you some money or PayPal you or something, and you can have it uh, shipped to, to uh, maybe I can get it signed somehow and we can ship it that way or something. But yeah, I don't we'll, want you to, we'll work I don't want you to go out of, yeah, I don't want you to go out of pocket for it, man. That's no, we'll that's, work that's something out. We'll, Nate knows. All right, I'll, I'll be, be with we'll keep in touch. So no problem. We'll work something out. All right, yeah, Bobby's good, man. You bet. Yeah, Thanks I, again, Bobby. I, thank you, guys. Have a great day. And, and have, have a good hey, Friday, man. Let's hit these football winners this week. Let's do it. If Four nothing else, let's, let's unearth them swingers, right. if nothing else. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you very Later. much. See you, Bobby. Later. Bye. And that's Bobby Blaze here uh, on Why Men Can't Jump. Always fun better, talking to Bob. Not a, a better man there is not. No, there isn't. But, Tim, just we're cool. running overtime. We got a jet here. We've got things we've got to do today. So, uh, let's do the. You know, we'll, we'll see how the <laughs> weekend goes. Why don't you rephrase and, that? You've got yeah. things to do. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I do. But uh, yeah. it's good Good getting on here again, doing some football, talking some wrestling, and we're having a good time. And uh, until next time, folks, you're listening out there, take it easy. Hey, Tim, send us on. Oh, man, you caught me totally. Sir Bobby Blaze, we welcome you to the Commonwealth. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, 
and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. <laughs>